Hello and welcome to Secondhand Stories, uh, a place where I tell you stories that are histories, mysteries, or unbelievistries. Those are the things I like, and uh, uh, if you like them too, then you're going to have fun. The story I'm going to be telling you today is a story that's as old as time, but also a story ahead of its time. You'll find out. Our story begins in pre-independence India. The year is 1933. and it starts on a railway platform in kolkata now on this platform there are five people they're waiting for a train these people are amrendra chandra pande his sister bonobala his friends kamal prasad and ashok prakash and his step brother vinendra now i know like these are extremely pre independence names and there will be a lot more okay so enjoy this now so these five people are waiting for a train they're waiting specifically for a train going from kolkata to a place called pakod pakod is a small district in jharkhand and these people are waiting for that train as they're waiting they're talking chit chatting hanging around and suddenly a man steps out of the crowd he's wearing this dirty grimy shawl okay he walks briskly towards the group and he brushes past amrendra as he leaves and as he brushes past amrendra amrendra feels a prick on his on his arm and he looks and he sees that there's like this liquid seeping through his kurta okay his arm is hurting in this this weird thing and he looks up and before he can see what's happened the man has disappeared what happens next becomes a very very important case not just in indian history but in world history and i'm going to tell you what happens but before that we have to go a little bit in the past and set this all up now let me tell you a little bit about who amrendra chandra pande was he was the second son of a very wealthy zamindar called pratapendra yes another extremely pre independence name pratapendra was a zamindar in pakur district in jharkhand and he was extremely wealthy his annual income was 1 lakh rupees which when you adjust for inflation meant that he was the ambani of pakur district unfortunately both his wives had died the, the mothers of his elder son vinendra and his younger son amrendra had both passed away amrendra specifically was raised by his aunt suryavati devi she didn't have kids of her own so she really really doted on amrendra and they had a very very close bond then in 1929 pratapendra passes away and when he dies he leaves behind a will now this will is very clear and ironclad and it stated this it stated that the property would be divided equally between the two boys the only wrinkle was this that at the time of pratapendra's death vinendra was 22 years old and amrendra was 15 he was still in school so it was decided that the property would be in vinendra's care and when amrendra turned of age he would be given his share of the property now i have to tell you a little bit about these two boys okay vinendra the elder one he was what is known as the classic bade baap ka beeda beta okay so this guy would spend a lot of his money on every single activity that your parents wouldn't approve of if you did them okay he was into drinking he was into gambling he was into women he was into everything that um the ncb would catch you for today 
Amrindra, on the other hand, could not be any more different. Okay, he was the ideal child. Even growing up, he was interested in pursuing his higher education. He uh, loved books. In fact, he also loved to exercise. So this guy would get up at five in the morning and he would work out. Okay, that's the kind of guy he was. And clearly, as you can tell, the people of Pakur had a favorite son. It was the Choto Babu. Time passes, and uh, in 1932, Amrinder comes of age. Okay, he turns 18, and on the advice of his aunt Suryavati, he writes to Vinendra, saying, "Ki please hand me my property." Now Suryavati had told him to do this because she knew what kind of person Vinendra was, and she was like, "It's better to ask him as soon as you possibly can." before he squanders away all your property so he sends this letter and when he sends this letter vinindra does the maths and he's like you know what if i give half the property i'll have less to spend on the stuff i enjoy so he's like i'm not going to do it so this angry exchange of letters starts where vinindra was like i'm not going to give the property and amrindra is like please give the property and vinindra says i'm not going to give it and this continues back and forth during the durga puja of that year Amrinder decides to go to meet Suryavati. She lives in a place called Devghar, which is also in Jharkhand. He goes to visit her for Durga Puja, and surprise, surprise, guess who else shows up? None other than Vinendra. Okay, he randomly appears, and both aunt and nephew are confused. They're like, "Why? What? What is he doing here?" But because he's a brother, they can't turn him away. So, an awkward. time ensues where they're both they're all in the same house then one day vinendra asks amrindra why don't we go for a walk they go for a walk it's a lovely evening they're out for a walk and then suddenly vinendra stops amrindra and he says i've got you something amar and from his pocket he pulls out spectacles and he says these are the finest spectacles from kolkata you must wear them Okay, and while Amar is protesting, Vinendra takes the specs and jams it on his face. Okay, and as he jams it on his face, a cut forms. Now, Amar is weirded out because, firstly, who gives spectacles as a gift? As a person with specs, I can tell you that it's not a very fun gift to give. I've spent my entire school life being called dhapnya, so you know. it's not a fashion statement and secondly the behavior of his brother was extremely suspicious taking him out for a walk taking out the spectacles and then jamming them on his face he could feel the force of the thing and the fact that he got cut it was odd and he remembers telling suryavati about it his doubts were absolutely valid because within a few days his face swells up okay he's numb around the part where the cut was formed right doctors are called in and when they diagnose him they find out that he has tetanus now amrinder is being treated for tetanus when vinendra who has left devghar by this time he hears about the news and he sends a doctor of his own he sends a man called taranath bhattacharya and he appears at the house and uh, he tries to convince the doctors who are treating amrinder that they should try morphine the doctors however are uh, they know what they're doing and they're like what a terrible suggestion get the fuck out of this place when taranath is uh, rebuffed vinendra shows up himself but he doesn't come alone he comes with a second doctor 
and this guy's name is dr durga ratan dhar another pre independence name and dr dhar shows up and this time they are able to get access to amar and when they get access to amar durga ratan dhar takes an injection and injects him they claim that this injection is going to cure amrindra but very soon amrindra's situation deteriorates his condition gets worse he loses consciousness and his blood pressure starts fluctuating however amrindra is resilient and he manages to get through the night so what does virendra do next he brings another doctor that's right because this guy has only one plan so he brings a third doctor in okay now this guy comes in and uh, they try to uh, again reach out to amar but by but by this time suryavati has cottoned on to the plan she is like one second every time this guy appears with a new doctor they make amar worse so she instructs everybody in the house that if you see vinindra and his doctor friends then make sure you show them one finger so they manage to keep uh, vinindra away from amar a year later he is uh, good enough to go back to pakod okay and he goes back and he resumes his work but he is a shadow of his former self this was a man who was extremely vital who was who liked reading who liked exercising and he can't do any of those things when his friends gift him a book he reads a few pages and then his mind can't focus then in 1933 while he's in pakod trying to get his life back together amar receives a telegram it's a telegram that says this it says come to kolkata immediately property related business and it's signed suryavati amrindra immediately packs up he takes a train from pakod back to kolkata when he reaches kolkata he finds out that his aunt had never sent him any such telegram in fact she's not even in kolkata he contacts his aunt he tells her what's happened and she gets a very very bad feeling she tells him if vinendra comes near you just stay away from him for my peace of mind i have a very very bad feeling about this and even her fears come true because one night amrendra gets a knock on the door when he opens the door he finds his brother but it's a very different man he's looking at because vinendra is apologetic he seems repentant and he says i just came to apologize amar makes the mistake of letting his brother into the house and they start reminiscing you know about their childhood about their upbringing about their father they remember all the good times and at the end of this conversation amar is feeling elated he's feeling nice he feels as if the brothers have a chance at reconciliation vinendra on the other hand has no such feelings he was there for one thing and one thing only and i'll tell you what it was later the next day amar is taking a train back to pakod so he's at the station with his sister bonabala his friends kamal prasad and ashok prakash and his step brother vinendra when suddenly a man steps out of the crowd he's wearing a shawl and he brushes past amar and as he does he pricks him on the arm and now knowing everything we know you can understand why his friends and his sister are concerned on that platform they tell him listen please don't board this train 
go to a doctor in kolkata and check this out it might be very dangerous there's only one man who says the opposite and that man is vinendra who says are kuch nahi hai tu train mein baith ja pakud no problem amrinder considers everyone's opinion and he decides that he's going to board the train and this decision proves to be fatal he boards the train along with his sister bonobala and the train departs now while they're on the train bonobala suddenly she's feeling uneasy right and she voices her concern she says to amar that you know what that man who who brushed past you i i think i saw him somewhere amar says what do you mean he's just a guy he's just a person in the crowd she says no 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 i i i remember seeing this face and she takes some time to recollect it and then she says i got it i know where i saw this man she says remember we had gone to see a movie a while before this train journey they had gone to see a movie okay at a theater and she says that i remember seeing this man this man was at the ticket counter he was loitering around i remember this vividly and amrinder can't believe it he's like uh, you must have gotten this mistaken clearly it it could be anybody you know and he dismisses her concerns when the train reaches pakur he starts feeling worse his health is affected he's feeling his, his body is weakening right very soon his arm swells up and he, and he gets a fever it's a 105 degrees fever right he's in a very bad shape doctors start treating him and one doctor suggests that let's get a blood culture report so they take some blood from amar and they send it to a lab and they're waiting for the results to come back and in the interim amar sinks into a coma and dies the report comes back and when the doctors see what's written in it they're shocked the report says this it says that in his blood they found bacteria and not just any bacteria they found the plague now it's very odd that this man could suddenly contract the plague this way right but the findings have come in and the case is closed it's a natural death because of a disease however the friends and his sister they were there at the platform they saw what happened so they write to the director of tropical diseases and they ask a very simple question they ask him is it possible to inject someone with the plague the man writes back to them saying that it is possible but you need a, a lot of it and he says that there's one place in india where you can find it it's a place in mumbai it's an institute called the hafkin institute now bases his information the friends go to the cops and they file an fir when vinendra finds out that there's an fir against him he tries to flee but thankfully they catch him at asansol station before he can escape along with vinendra they also catch his doctor friends they catch taranath they catch durgaratan and they catch the third doctor they're also looking for this mystery man who was the guy who actually injected amar with the plague but the guy has vanished they can't trace him so they have these four in custody and they start questioning them and when they question vinendra finally he unravels the entire plot he tells them that when he got the letter from amar asking for his property that was the day he realized that he had to kill his brother that was the day that amar's fate was sealed 
the first thing he did was he tried tetanus tried he brought those spectacles and he tried to hurt his brother when that didn't work he brought his retinue of doctors but amar was resilient that's when taranath taranath bhattacharya was a medical researcher okay he used to work at a lab in kolkata and he had met uh, vinindra and he was the one who told him about the plague and put the idea in vinindra's head he asked taranath where will you get the plague from taranath says there is an institute in mumbai called hafkins we can get it from there so here's what taranath does he sends a telegram to hafkins asking for plague which is a weird telegram to send to whom it may concern dai gram plague bhej dena clearly hafkins was like uh, we don't send plague this way taranath tells vinindra that this is the situation vinindra however is so sold on the plague idea that he decides to go and get it himself so he gets on a train comes to mumbai and then he meets two doctors from hafkin how he meets them i don't know but i'm assuming he was standing outside the gate and when two people exited he was like Ch-ch-ch. so he meets them he wines them he dines them he takes them out he splurges money on them and he bribes them and all of this works eventually the doctors relent and they say that all right we'll help you out and what they do is they give him two vials of the plague and they do one better they install taranath at a bacteria lab in mumbai as a bacteriologist and over there taranath buys white mice and he experiments on them to see what dose of the plague would be lethal the last part of the plan was this once they had the plague and they knew how much to administer they had to find someone to do it and that's when the last guy comes in and here you also find out that bonabala was absolutely right because Vinindra had sent this man to the movie theater so that he could get a look at his victim. He was there, and Bonobala had seen him, and she was absolutely right. The final piece of this mystery is why did Vinindra show up at Amrindra's house one night before he was leaving? He wasn't there to reminisce with his brother. He was there for one thing and one thing only, and that was to find out what time. Amrendra's train was leaving from Kolkata. The case goes to court, and it's a fairly simple conviction because there's a lot of evidence. Everything from the telegram that Taranath had sent Hafkins asking for the plague, to train tickets, and uh, that showed uh, Vinendra had traveled to Mumbai. There was handwriting samples of Vinendra in the ledger at Hafkins. There was uh, a receipt for the white mice. that taranath had murdered and there was a lot uh, more circumstantial evidence all of this was put together and eventually vinendra was convicted he was sent to jail at the cellular jail in andaman in nicobar where he carried out a lengthy sentence and this case became significant because it was one of the first few cases of individual bioterrorism anywhere in the world and that's the story of the amrendra pandey murder case so that's the story i hope you enjoyed it if you did then drop a like and a comment below if you have other stories that you'd like me to cover then also leave the link in the comments below there will be newer stories coming soon until then bye bye